0: Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the Employment Law Firm of Baron Liebman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. The University of Oregon's Museum of Natural and Cultural History hit the road this past summer. It traveled all over the state to Portland, Pendleton, and Paisley, to Condon, Christmas Valley, and Clatskanie offering hands-on learning through its Oregon ROCKS program. It gives kids and families a chance to learn about science without having to travel to Eugene. It'll be starting up again in the spring. We talked to Mia Jackson about this in August. She is the education manager at the Museum of Natural and Cultural History. I asked her what the big idea of the program is.
1: Well, the big idea really is just that, is getting uh, programming out into communities, uh, access to families, youth and families that are living in um, either in small communities or far away from cultural institutions like museums or educational programming, uh, don't have access to those easily. Um, and also just getting the message about the museum's work and our uh, and the University of Oregon out there around the state as well. Um, and providing more opportunities for people to have good and positive experiences with science and culture. Hmm.
0: Distance is obviously one impediment that, that you have to deal with because this is a, a huge stage. Anybody who has, has traveled around it, especially from, from one <laughs> end to another, knows that yeah. very well. But w- what are other reasons you think um, that people might not think to go to your museum or, or any mm-hmm. other
1: Well, oftentimes museums can be seen as an intimidating space and not understanding that that access and information is for all. Uh, And so by going out into communities and making the information and the experiences more approachable and friendly and being in a trusted public space like a public library um, just makes it that much more comfortable for people to approach it and to get involved and to see themselves as somebody that can be interested and learn about these subjects and have it, have, uh, have interested knowledge in these areas and it just as much as the next person. And so it just it just brings it to a point for people to be able to engage easily and happily and comfortably.
0: Hmm. How do you decide <clears throat> where to go?
1: <laughs> well, we uh, have a relationship with the public libraries around the state. Um, and usually during the summer, we uh, uh, go out for their summer reading programs and uh, have built up a, a trust in those communities of, that we will bring some wonderful things. So often get calls from around the state. So, really, we try to serve everybody that calls us and wants us to come out to their community. We build trips into certain areas so that the educators will be on the road in a certain region over a certain amount of time uh, of days and be able to provide multiple programs in that area. And we try to make sure that we get to um, all corners and bits and pieces and parts of the state and don't focus in just one area.
0: Hmm. I mentioned that Oregon Rocks is one of the programs that's happening Mm -hmm. this summer. Um, What is it?
1: Oregon Rocks is a fun youth and family program designed for uh, elementary age kids and their families, which can be for any, their family members might be anywhere from preschool up to senior citizens, all, especially this Particular subject of geology. Everybody seems to really enjoy it. And, uh, it is a, it can be seen a little bit like a small mini museum that gets set up in a community space with hands on activities and specimens and, and rock samples to look at. We do a small present, a short presentation. The museum educator that comes to the, uh, community will, will, uh, do a presentation of about 20, 25 minutes interactive with the uh, audience and then set them free to experience all of the hands-on activities at their own pace. Um, So things like uh, pretending to be a rock on the rock cycle and visiting different stations, playing a game by rolling dice and finding out what happens to your rock as you melt into magma or cool into igneous rocks or uh, erode into sediment, etc. Or by doing some erosion and weathering Experiments with water or wind uh, and lots of other other uh, experiences.
0: What does a successful event look like to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a successful, successful event can really be any size. We have uh, really successful events for just five to 10 people sometimes. Uh, and they've gone up to over 200 in some communities. And it really is, comes down to people being engaged and interested and excited and for me personally, I have a big commitment to family education. So for me, the success is seeing the parents and the kids learning together, the, the adult family members and the younger uh, family members having a good time learning about science, but also engaging together to, uh, to experience it and to learn about something and uh, that usually happens.
0: Is um, I, I'm Is it hard to get the parents to mm-hmm. take part as opposed to thinking of this as a chance when they can check out and and not have to do stuff <laughs> with their kids? Or I don't know. Are they just looking at their cell phones?
1: I agree. Yeah. There is. There's certain things that you the setting up the stations and the activities in a way that have multiple ways for people to uh, interact, such as a sign for the parents to help the kids interact with the activity. Um, interesting things for the parents to read about the subject while their student, while while the child might be doing a a hands-on piece of it. Um, That helps, the design of the program helps for that, but also reminders during the presentation about parents and and kids exploring the room together. And um, being in the public library space, uh, they are almost set up for that family learning usually, um, where the parents and kids are coming together. So there's a little bit of that baked in. To the mix, um, but it does take a little bit of coaxing and 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 a little bit of being that role model too about how to how to um, get down on the level with with the, the younger folks and helping them to do an activity um, and coaxing those parents in to make a bracelet that shows their rock cycle and they sometimes have more fun than their kids.
0: Hmm. I understand that the educators who are going around as part of this, they are they're normally University of Oregon students themselves. <laughs>
1: Yes. So, yes, we hire, what do they get out of this? Oh, they get a wonderful um, experience, work experience in um, working with all different types of people and different ages. They learn about um, presentation and program um, delivery in the educational aspect of that. Um, there's a lot of time management and um independence uh where they roll into a library they need to work with the, the librarian and the staff that are there set up a an entire program in a in a new space twice a day sometimes oftentimes and um and pack it all back up again and go do it again a couple hours later and so it's a it's a really uh good Skill building, I think, for young uh, professionals on their way out into the world, and and uh, these are University of Oregon students. Um, and uh, one one in this particular year, one is a geology major, and the other one is an environmental educator. So they also education major. So they also get uh, to bring their information that they know about this topic out into the community as well.
0: Hmm. What's next uh, in terms of traveling exhibits or programs that, that you're working on now that mm-hmm. uh, folks can expect in the near future?
1: Sure. Well, we will we will likely put another program together for um, the summer library circuit for next summer, which which will come up uh, again um, when June hits us next year. That'll be before we know it. And currently, we have another program happening called Museum Adventures, that is a um, a small traveling exhibit that goes to public libraries without education staff and is um, used by libraries for a month and then packed up and sent on to the next library. And the one that is out in communities right now is called uh, Oregon's Dino Story. It's about dinosaurs and fossils, and it is actually in Sayo and Newport at the moment, and it's heading to Dufer and La Grande uh, mid-month and is, has, has visited quite a few communities already. And we have another one that's coming out um, in the next few months similar to that called Native Innovation that is about uh, the um, engineering and science and uh, innovations of uh, Oregon's First Peoples. And um, which was uh, created in collaboration with a number of different um, tribal groups to help us to create a small traveling exhibit that could go to libraries um, and be available to the
0: general public. Mia Jackson, thanks very much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Mia Jackson is the Education Manager at the Museum of Natural and Cultural History. We talked in August. The Native Innovation Exhibit will start touring the state in April. You can contact the museum if you'd like to request a stop in your town tomorrow on the show, shootings in Salem have doubled in the past five years. That's according to a recent report commissioned by the city, which also found that at least half the shootings involved gang members. We'll dig into the details of the report and hear how local officials are responding. If you don't want to miss any of our shows, you can listen on the NPR app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Our nightly rebroadcast on the radio is at 8 p.m. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. Have a great day. Think Out Loud is supported by Steve and Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Ray and Marilyn Johnson, and the Susan Hammer Fund of the Oregon Community Foundation.